Anyway, I just wanted to entertain myself for a couple seconds before I started today's transmission. Jen, what's up? You got to listen to this. Jen, you have to listen to this. This is so good. And I know exactly where you are here. This is so super duper important. Are you the victim? Are you the villain? Are you the hero? Or are you the guide? Today's transmission is really about helping you look inside again. If you just jumped in, we have like 20 new people just jumped into this this group over the last, I don't know, couple days. Uh, people keep inviting others. What's up, Megan? How you doing? Just let me know where you're signing in from. I'd love to hear, you know, where you're signing in from because this, this transmission will be golden for you if you want to show up with agency, if you want to show up with choice rather than having the world, which we don't really have control over, control you. And this is a very, very important one and I want to welcome you. If you've just started, if you're late to the party and you just joined us for the first time, uh, my name is Dr. Nima Romani. I've been a chiropractor for the last 18 years, helping people, you know, regular everyday headaches, stress-related problems, all the way to, you know, helping them uh, guide them through challenges like chronic illness, post-traumatic stress. So I was working in the field of the nervous system and over time, over about 10, 15, 20 years, if you're a chiropractor, you know that emotional trauma that you're holding on to plays a role in your development. And most of us who are in this position helping in the helping professions, we notice patterns of people who do really well and those who just don't get better. And the ones that don't get better are usually the ones who stay stuck in a victim identity. Something happened to us, it was happened to us, and we're stuck in that energetic cycle of trauma for five years, 10 years, sometimes 15, 20 years, sometimes people never actually get over it. You might know people this way. You might have been noticing that these patterns start emerging even in your own life, but you know what it's like to live with somebody who's perpetually stuck in a victim state from something that has happened to them years ago that they feel wronged for. And the cool part about this whole coronavirus thing is it's causing all of those old patterns to show up. If you haven't been aware, you'll probably notice them showing up. And you're probably going to go through different cycles each and every day. And today I'm going to teach you, um, my, my, my intention is to help you kind of look at yourself, to be able to have cultivate the skill of self-assessment, self-awareness because most of the time we are walking around completely unconscious driven by these complexes driven by these wounds driven by these old patterns and nobody has ever kind of put it together in a way that helps us make sense from a standpoint of our neurology from a standpoint of how the nervous system uh, works when it's in distress how it works when it's you know uh how it functions when it's regulated, 
nobody really taught you about possibly nobody taught you about family systems and how these wounds get passed down from one generation to another when you really understand all of it and this is why I call it the overview method when you step back on a 30,000 foot view and see that you're just simply part of a system as they say in the native traditions all my relations everything all of us are related that there is really no separation and that the family line of all of the traumas you experienced whether it be sexual abuse uh, with family members whether it be uh, physical trauma whether it be abandonment wounds it literally based on the wounding that it creates is very predictable pattern this wounding that you go through predictably places a load on the nervous system that has you act out in ways that are completely unconscious yet completely predictable when you understand the mechanisms of all of this when you really get it you then now have an understanding of yourself an understanding of your abuser an understanding of the people who are consistently coming at you and having you feel like you're uh, you know at the effect of them under their spell under their influence and so it's really important for us to understand these dynamics these mechanisms because when we do that now we can elevate and empower ourselves we go from this victim standpoint and we go up and elevate to conscious creator it's really the hallmark of human existence an ability to have a say in creating your future right the problem is we ha we all have that as a capability this is what you were born with inside of you you have this capability the problem is we don't use it why because we're stuck in a cycle we're stuck in an old pattern because of our wounding and when we don't do the work to heal those wounds we walk around with these goggles these lenses where we view the world and everything comes from the perspective of the victim you can see I you can feel it in your language you can read it in your posts you can listen to the words that you use and it ex and it pretty much exposes those wounds you know he did this to me you make me feel this way why did you make me feel that you know whenever we talk that way that's our unconscious mind coming from our, our which is our body our childlike state is now projecting something out and you make me feel this way in other words I'm a little child you have authority over me I don't have any agency of, of or authority of myself I've subordinated to you your words your opinions have power over my own sense of self this is this is the real epidemic this is the real pandemic that's happening does this resonate with you can you really see what I'm talking about when we live this way we are unconsciously driven by our wounds and the worst part is we can't see it we can go to a counselor hey Chelsea this is so relevant so perfect I really want you to get this we can go to a counselor and talk about this story of what happened to us sending you love and a big hug to Jonah too okay big hug to Jonah too give him some love and Lucy says hi I don't know where she is but when Samantha this is for you 
when you have that thing happen, you now have this lens and you literally use language that denotes that somebody responsible for taking away feelings of loneliness, these feelings of unworthiness, these feelings of whatever that happened, and I need somebody out there to rescue me for it. This is the lowest form in your healing. If you're healing from something, I'll let you know that your stages of healing start with that. Something happens, and then the first stage is that of victimhood, which is necessary. We have to have anger, because you're in despair, right? So the next stage is anger and resentment, which is an energy level of rising from the despair, which is necessary for you to heal. So I'm not saying not to be angry for the things that happen to you. Absolutely not. Express that anger. Like, dig deep in it. Scream, yell. In fact, in all of our workshops, in the breathwork sessions that we do, in the trainings that we do with people, we don't, we don't tell people not to feel those things at all. Definitely feel them. The problem is when you go to a counselor and you tell this story, the counselor, depending on their training, they're very bound by ethical, like professional um, standards. So they can't sometimes say what they really want, like, quit being such a fucking victim. Like, I know this is how they feel, but if they turn around and they say that to you, you turn around, you could turn around and write a letter. And so they will just hold back their truth because of a fear of losing their license. Psychologists, psychiatrists, there's a system that they have to abide by, right? But when you get across an asshole like me <laughs> and my number one priority is not to have you like me. It's to have you have an outcome because you have hired me. You have paid your hard-earned money for an outcome. So my standard is your results. It's not whether or not like the college of chiropractors are going to come down on me. I don't give a fuck about that. You've paid me and hired me for a specific outcome. So if, if I want that outcome and I'm hearing you tell a victim story, I've gotten a lot better because I was a lot more rough around the edges when I would just kind of blurt it out like, quit being a fucking victim. I would say that and when I was starting off. It didn't really go over so well, especially for white women. White women love getting triggered. I know I've, I've said this before on my trainings and <laughs> I make a joke of it. I'm marrying a white woman and we joke about it all the time. <laughs> but if if what I said triggers you, I know, good, because that, that, that that's offensive to you. Uh, I can joke about something like that. How dare you joke about that? Don't joke about that. You know, comedians have that. Uh, Ricky Gervais talks about that. Everybody loves getting offended. What happens is that the feeling comes up and it's those old wounds of victimhood. And we live this way. This is pretty much how we run our lives. Okay? Does this make sense? Raul, what's up, brother? Check this out. So how do we change this? You must then go next to the next level. Um, so how do you heal from this? You must look and see, your, are you the victim? After the victimhood happens, you go to the next level and you're like, these people hurt me. I'm going to fucking kill them. And then you turn around and start to plot your revenge. If you look at all movies superhero movies, even watching The Joker. If you've seen The Joker, let me know. Have you watched The Joker? You must watch The Joker, but not if you're in a dark mood. I'm just warning you. This is a trigger warning. 
do not watch the movie The Joker if you're in a dark mood. Maybe around these times is not a good idea to watch The Joker. Because if you're already in a dark place, that shit will trigger the crap out of you. Watch a lot of comedy routines to get you into your ventral vagal. Watch. Don't watch. Um, do not. Do not watch The Joker if you're already in a saddened place. But here's what I noticed. When I watched The Joker, it was probably one of like the most gut-wrenching movies that I saw, but it was a victim. This guy had one abuse after another. When you look at his story, when you look at his story, you can't help but feel for him. Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job. It blew my fucking mind, and I'm just watching, because you watch the other Batman movies, and you see this villain, and he's like crazy, and you're like, this motherfucker is... He's, this motherfucker's insane. Gah! He's insane. Whoa. Like, woo. Right? And Heath Ledger actually went insane playing him. You know, this was, this is why he won the Oscar. He literally went into it and he little little bit went insane. So you're like, ooh, this guy's crazy. But then when you watch The Joker and you see his trauma and you read the, the, the hospital report of what his mother did to him, you're like, holy crap. It makes perfect sense. And there's a one moment where it all happened and you're watching and that one moment where he got the shit kicked out of him again because he has this mental illness. He has this mental illness where he can't help but just laugh. Like even in things that are not laugh worthy, imagine you're on a bus with somebody and then you know this woman is talking and then she says something sad and then he's like, <laughs> and then they're like, get away from me you're weird and then he's like he can't help it and so he had the crap beaten out of him one one final time and then he snapped and he was the victim and then he was like fuck this fuck the rich class fuck all of the you know you know people who are trying to uh yeah 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 samantha do not let him watch that <laughs> both of you guys have clowns but both both of you guys have traumas living together that's like with clowns <laughs> he doesn't like clowns that's that's so cute i see a little boy like a five-year-old version of your husband getting freaked out when he went to the circus and he's like keep me the fuck away from clowns so what happens what happens is in that moment he snapped and he's like enough I'm done with being the victim. I'm going after. And he turned, and then he literally just started raising hell. So the villain is a former victim who's so wounded, who's so angry, who wants rep retribution and revenge. Okay? So I want you to look right now at where you're playing. Have you been playing the villain? Villain? Where are you playing the villain in your life, in, in your life right now? I'm the villain in someone's life right now, for sure. For sure, I'm the villain in that person's life. And she, and she is actually turning into a villain. She's basically <clears throat> trying to get retribution. That's literally what's happening. And so I look at this cycle and I'm like, ah, I'm now the victim. I was the villain and now I'm the victim. Ah, I'm playing victim to her. Ah. The key to transcending this is for me to observe where I am in the drama triangle. Now, when we decide to heal our wounds, this is the distinction. 
because if you're stuck in this cycle you're going from villain to victim villain to victim villain to victim villain to victim does this sound familiar to you has your life looked this way you're a villain in someone's life then you're a victim to their life then you're the villain then you're the victim then you're the villain then you're the vi you're this and then they're like you're this and then this is basically two people in a divorce two people in a divorce if you've ever watched people getting divorced they're triggering each other all the time into the victim villain cycle boom 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 does this sound familiar to you okay now here's an interesting thing that happens eventually you start to get sick and tired eventually and this was my experience as a healthcare provider eventually this victim villain cycle is fucking exhausting to the cells of your body it's anxiety producing your digestion gets shot you can't sleep you can't think of anything else except oh, I hate this person oh, I want to get out like th they now have taken up 80% 90% 100% of the rent in your mind and now you can't have a relationship with anybody why because you're in relationship with that story you can't be an amazing mother you can't be an amazing father you can't be a great friend nobody wants to be your friend think about this in that space no fucking person wants to have anything to do with you unless they're entangled with their victim story that's incomplete the only people that are gonna yeah you go after him yeah that's right fuck him he was no good for you anyway you're the guy they are bringing their ones into it does that make sense the only people that want to have anything to do with you in that space are victims themselves and you will entangle with these people and you'll merge with these people and you will co-regulate with these people it's like the Jerry Springer types this is the support group types support groups are great when you're in despair and gets you out but then some people are like 20 years in support group and what you're doing is you're energetically tied to the victim villain even the vic villain can be like cancer support you know oh I'm such a victim to this disease I'm such a victim I'm a survivor of this literally people will call themselves survivors for like 40 years in other words this becomes your identity this becomes your victim villain dance this is who you are and then Byron Katie who is one of my mentors I spent nine days with her in Germany a couple years ago she said this one quote that's just like wow think about that here it is who would you be without this story this victim villain you're just and then many people realize and when I'm working with people I'm like here's the portal here's the this is what I do with people I'm like here's the portal to your healing I've just made you aware of yourself I've gotten you into present I've made you aware that you're playing victim I've made you aware that you're both a victim and a perpetrator all this story and all this but but me this is your younger self whining and crying I now have a portal here that's available for you to jump in to your healing guess what happens guess what happens take a wild guess 80% of people walk up to the portal and they're like fuck no why because your ego does not know who you are outside of that story your ego has identified with that story 
and to jump into a portal to heal it means that I would have to die. My, my old version of me will have to die. And this is what Joe Dispenza says in his work. He said, people who heal from stuff, anxiety, cancer, spontaneous remissions, they've only, the, I've looked at hundreds of thousands of cases of the what people who do. The people who do have to assume a whole new identity. They must decide that the old version of them must die. What's in the way? You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. It's terrifying. We come up with all sorts of excuses. Now it's not the right time. It's coronavirus time. I mean, it's so much uncertainty. Yesterday I had a, a gentleman who is a, uh, like, he is an Orthodox he is a Hasidic Orthodox Jew. He's been following me for a while. He came to my workshop uh, virtually. He, he saw, the, he saw the, the replay, just watched the replay of my workshop, this five-hour session that we did that pretty much blew people's minds. He just watched the replay, sends me this heartfelt email saying, I'm ready. I, j I never realized I'd been running away from my feelings. I'm just shocked. And I have never, I never cry, but in the last two days I've cried more, and this is the portal. I'm ready to jump in. I'm ready to be a stand for my community. He was like, and, I, and then I asked him this. This is what I asked him. I said, but when we were on a call, I said, but isn't like this coronavirus, like, is, like what about, like, isn't this an inconvenient time? And he said, this is the best time. I'm like, ah. So every story that you have that's stopping you from actually healing is a bullshit lie is because your ego doesn't actually want you to lose that old identity because the people who really do they figure out a way they're like I can't live anymore with those wounds to live that old life is a complete lie is completely not congruent with who I am and who I want to be and how I want to show up in this world and for me to delay this is nonsense that's powerful. And he's like, this is the best time. Your ego will also give you stories of, I don't have enough money. I don't have this. Well, guess what? If you had something happen to your child or all of a sudden an emergency, like your car couldn't, you'd figure out a way because it's that important. It's a prioritization matter. 
right? This is this is usually what I've noticed, what I've observed in the healing profession for 18 years. It's true, there's legitimate people that like there's there's literally nothing, you know, there's you can't get blood out of a stone. The thing is is that resourcefulness is infinite. You have many ways of having resources, friends, family, uh you know like there's ways of doing this one of my clients was like i'm gonna i'm gonna sell my car like this is that important she's like i'm selling my car and she literally sold her car because she knew that this was important for her daughter and after she did all of a sudden she had this money and she's like eh, okay let's go back into those fears it's very powerful so the thing that's stopping you from breaking that cycle a victim villain is your ego is who would I be without this story but when you do a magical thing starts to happen you start to transcend and you start to heal those wounds and instead of seeing yourself as a victim you start to see yourself as a part of an intergenerational family system that didn't actually start with you and all of a sudden you see the innocence of yourself in that moment of whatever happened and you give what was missing from parents from caregivers you you give it you learn how to give it to yourself authentically to a place where people actually feel it there's a there's a there's an energy that comes across to somebody that you are around where they're fully embodied, they're heart, they have presence, they are empathetic, they're attuned to you. There's this, you know what I'm talking about. I've, this is it. I wasn't always that way. I've been working hard to get that way. And when I did, all of a sudden, the relationships around me started to elevate to match that. That's when I met my person. And the relationship keeps getting deeper and deeper as we have conflict and then we work through it through using these tools of taking full ownership, taking full inventory. Ooh, I was being a victim here. Ah, now I'm the villain. See, if you're able to self-assess and call yourself out of where you are, you now have an awakening. You're like, ah, I'm out. Ah, wake up. You're in, a, you're in an unconscious cycle. And that's okay because most of the world is completely unconscious of this so once you then heal all of a sudden you then realize I'm the hero of this journey I'm gonna take this on people need me I'm no longer gonna play this cycle I'm now going to be the one to heal I'm gonna I'm no longer looking for my hero or guru on the outside I'm going to take that on. That's the next stage of your evolution from victim to kind of manifester. Manifester. Victim to manifester. I'm going to take it on. I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to do that. Let me know if you can let me know if you can resonate with this. Okay, if you've ever gone through that. And by the way, if you're just jumping on, welcome welcome hey Amanda nice to see you Amanda's my cousin's uh, wife and she's my cousin as well she's about to have a baby too one one month ahead of our baby so our cousins zoom play dates woohoo it's gonna be fun 
Rebecca, nice to see you, darling. I'm so glad that you're here. You're a fellow chiropractor. Listen to this. If you just jumped on, we start off as the hero and the villain. We go into these cycles. The, the Sorry, we go off the villain, victim. Victim, oh, it was done to me. Oh, fuck this. I'm going to get back at him. Boom. We jump to villain. This cycle becomes draining and creates more trauma, more stress. Your body falls apart. You get an illness. This is, by the way, this is the gift. Been a healthcare provider for so many years. You get an illness to wake you up. All of a sudden, you get paralyzing depression. All of a sudden, you get thyroid cancer. All of a sudden, something happens, a financial disaster, whatever, wakes you up going, oh my gosh, I'm this villain I'm this victim turned villain turned victim turned villain I'm ready to be the hero of my own journey that's the next stage you start going from victim to manifester now after doing this for a while you to realize oh my gosh I've had a say all along I have had power all along I have been giving my fucking power away since the thing happened even to the person that did that thing to me who was innocently part of a family system of intergenerational trauma that they had no clue either they were just as unconscious as me this was me in my first in my marriage with Maria we're like really good friends now because we're now looking back going look at us and she knows like like it 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 changes everything. She's no longer a victim to me. She's no longer my perpetrator. It's just pure, like, love and understanding of how necessary our relationship was at the time to get us exactly where we were, but not from a fake standpoint. Not like, yeah, it was all good. I'm grateful for it. No, 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 no. I want to feel it here. No, no, no. Holy fuck. That was a magical lesson there's no way I could have gotten this awareness at that time who I was then I couldn't have you've that's becoming the hero of your journey she became the hero of her journey in our divorce I became the hero of my journey there was seeing in the beginning we saw each other as villain perpetrator she saw me as the perpetrator I saw her as the perpetrator we both were like in this victim uh, villain dance now when we took on the role of hero now guess what what's the next part what's the next part guess what the next part is okay guess what the next next part we don't realize until we're on a really bad situation absolutely true Suman I love you sister you're my sister okay I love you this is important here the next stage of your spiritual evolution your mission should you choose to accept it now you don't have to accept this right now what I'm telling you is you cannot deny it in your life because this is your path this is all of our paths hint secret this is all of our paths